Hello, folks. Welcome to She Podcast, the podcast all about podcasting and 8,000 other things from the women's point of view. I'm Elsie Escobar, and you will hear from my co-host Jessica Kupferman for the rest of the episode today because we have a bonus Q&A episode. But before I break down what that's all about, here are some super important things. As of now, we have exactly five weeks until She Podcast Live. Oh, my God. You guys, seriously, I'm getting butterflies in my belly. It's out of control, exciting. So Jess will be at FinCon with a special discount for the conference. So that's from September 4th through September 7th. If you're attending that conference, please go and say hello to her. Uh, This is a very special call to action for all of you that are listening that live in or around the Atlanta area, and that actually means outside, possibly even Georgia. Will you please talk to someone that you feel could benefit from She Podcast Live? Send them over to shepodcasts.live and have them peruse around on the website. I mean, it is amazing. Jess has done an incredible job. And it will get them all excited. We would love to get as many local peeps to attend. So why don't we just do this? Let's go and check out what's happening on that Thursday. Actually, let's look at Friday, October 11th of the schedule of what's happening over at She Podcast. So we start off Friday, October 11th with the keynote from Kristen Meinsner, who was here in the, on an episode just a few weeks ago. And I'll put a link in the show notes so that you guys can listen to how incredible she is. She just published a book all about podcasting, which is possibly one of the best books about podcasting out there. So if you don't have that, also buy it. Again, link in the show notes. And she's going to start the keynote's title being Your Voice is a Gift. And my goodness, it sounds like it's going to be incredible. But one of the bullet points that she has on there is this. Yes, people will complain about you. This is the fate of women who talk. How about that? (laughs) Then at 11 o'clock, we have on the main stage, Pod Confident. And that is from Rachel Luna, who has a podcast called Real Talk with Rachel Luna. And in that session, it's really just all about obviously being confident and how to develop topics that allow you to feel confident while you serve your audience, how to show up consistently without worrying about imposter syndrome or feeling unqualified. And I'm not sure if you guys know about Rachel Luna, but you guys, I have to put a link in the show notes for her too. Just go check her out. Check out her work. She's possibly one of the most genuine people that are doing all kinds of fantastic work online. The women that she works with are just a diverse bunch that do such incredible things. She's a powerhouse, for goodness sake. Then we have a breakout session, and it's called Social Justice Podcasting from Emotions to Actions in Five Ps. And this is by one of my most favorite women in the world. Her name is Dr. Anise Mabry. She is uh, from Back to Us Radio Network. And actually, Back to Us is possibly on a little bit of a hiatus, but she was one of those first women who dove into podcasting and created, in quote, a network. The way that she created this network was such an incredible thing. It was very innovative, and I don't think anybody else has done it, but her whole entire thing is amazing. So here, let me read what the the breakdown of her session is. If you do an Apple podcast search for a social justice podcast, you will find 20 different podcasts. Six years ago, that search term would have yielded very different results. 
Social justice issues can be emotionally overwhelming, but this workshop will help participants to take those emotions and transform them into advocacy. Do you have a strong desire to amplify the voices of the voiceless while holding the powerful accountable? Are you ready to move from emotions to advocacy? Oh my God, Dr. Anise. She's, I, I consider Dr. Anise one of my mentors. She is somebody that I go to whenever I'm feeling a little bit unconnected to when I have to step up and speak up for people because she has been doing this work for a long time. Then we have another incredible session. This one is from one of my, another, oh my God, another one of my favorite ladies is Dr. Vivian Carrasco, Finding Your Voice Within. And for this one, oh my gosh, it's so funny. You can identify and name your inner lizard voice. How's about that? Practice tuning into the still voice that whispers with your inner voice, loud and clear experience, setting your direction, implement what you learned and take that first step forward. Oh my goodness. She is incredible. She's part of the E-League and I just adore her. I can't even take it. So anyway, then we have a panel. Oh my gosh, this panel, this panel, y'all, this panel. It is called For Us, By Us, A Woman of Color Panel Discussion and the Speakers. Tan Ijeoma from Hear Ye's podcast, B from Hear Ye podcast, Summer Martin from The Unconventional Woman, and Kimberly Sumter from Sisters Connect podcast. Here's a little description. Women of color seem to naturally have the ability to build a sense of community. We talk about how podcasting is becoming the gateway for us to not only share our own unique experiences and perspectives, but how it allows us to build community through storytelling. We will open up the discussion and allow other women to briefly share how they too are using their voices to empower, educate, enrich, and bring people together. Holy cats, y'all. I'm stopping there because there's like so much more going on in that day that's going to blow your mind. And I honestly don't even know. I get chills every single time I read this. So please, 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 please get your ticket if you have not done that already. And now here we go to a very poignant Q&A with Jess. This is an example of the weekly Q&As that we have in our She Podcast Super Squad, where we answer questions that come from our peeps. You essentially get one hour of expert podcast coaching every single week for, you guys, $5 a month. $5 a month. You can get access by going to patreon.com slash shepodcasts, or again, link in the show notes. So in this little bonus Q&A, Jess covers paid advertising on social breaking up with your podcast, when to give up, why you should stop doing a podcast, and it's totally normal to need to tweak it. And of course, there's all, there's all kinds of on-the-spot checking on how ads are performing from Jessica from behind the scenes, which is brilliant as always. Uh, but the, the bottom line here is that she goes very deep into podcast growth, most importantly, into when you should just quit your show did you hear that? When you should just quit your show. And guess what? It's going to be okay. It's okay to quit your show, y'all. You ready? Off we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Q&A for today. Today, I have some really interesting questions. Some of them were posted on the post where I was going to be talking, and some of them were posted in the group themselves. And I thought I would just answer all of them together. And then some of them <clears throat> might be on, even on Instagram because Elsie asked people to post their questions on Instagram. And to be honest with you, no matter who I'm logged in as, I'm not sure I can get the, how do I get the answers? I don't know. I'm, I'm very confused. So let's start with the questions that I already have. 
Okay. Question number one is from Hillary Ray. I produce a narrative storytelling podcast and the second season is a serialized story that I've been releasing every other week. I have one more episode left of the story and since production's taken up all of my time, I have this idea to reverse market, i.e. share the first eight part story once all the chapters are out. Any tips on how to grow my show's audience with this style of marketing? I think your idea is really smart. I do think that you should do that. I mean, lots of times what Netflix does is they release, I mean, Netflix releases a whole show at one time. So there's no reason why, even though you've been doing it bi-weekly, et cetera, you can't just say now streaming or now showing, just sort of promote it as like a, here are the series that's making everyone lose their minds and here are the series that's out of control and check out the audio that's making people come to their knees, that kind of thing. I would definitely do a paid Facebook ad and a paid Instagram story about the different episodes and maybe what they'll learn or what they'll hear or why they should listen. You don't have to spend a lot of money in paid advertising, but I'm learning very quickly that it's the most effective way to grow literally anything. Also posting in groups, but posting in our group, the She Podcast group, well, most podcasters are not necessarily listeners. They're just looking at that list to see what other people are doing. I think paid advertising on social is a great way. I think definitely sending an email if you have an email list. Other than that, I think paid advertising is probably your, your best answer. I'm going to move on. The next question. We had our first live show last night and it was surreal and amazing. Does it always feel like you've been run over by a truck the next day? We sat behind a table and told stories. Or does that pass as you do more live shows? It always feels like you've been run over by a truck, but that's with any live show, not necessarily just podcasting. Like if you've ever been in theater or done any kind of dance recital, which I've done both, if you do any kind of speaking, anytime you stand and talk for an hour and you're on running a booth at a trade show, yes, it does always feel like you've been run over by a truck. But I think still that live podcasting is exhilarating and fun. And I definitely think it's worth doing, even though you are mentally and physically exhausted afterwards. I think that's how you know you're doing it right. I mean, that's my opinion anyway. Okay, the next question. Morning, ladies. Morning. For those who have ended a podcast, how and when do you know it was time to walk away? This is a very interesting question. And I know the answer from two angles. So I will tell you both stories. Uh, actually, I've ended a few shows. In fact, recently I've ended, I've not, I've excused myself from a few shows. So I'll just tell you about it. The first show that I did was called Lady Business Radio. I wouldn't say that it was wildly successful in the sense that Entrepreneur is on Fire is wildly successful. It was successful enough where I was getting a couple thousand downloads per episode. I was getting constantly pitched for people to be on it. I got pregnant a little bit into the second year that I was doing the show and got through the pregnancy, did as many interviews as I could so that I had content going even when I was on maternity leave. And I stayed off of the airwaves for about three or four months. And when I came back, something had changed. I just had no interest in doing that show anymore. I had no interest in having the same conversations anymore. I had no interest in talking to the same types of people. I think that I myself am a relatively good interviewer, but I didn't you know, just I think since I've had a baby, there's a lot of things I've just lost my ability to care about. And other people's success stories is just one of those things I stopped caring about. Like I am only interested in my own success. I mean, I'm happy for other people, but I don't need to hear the same epiphanies and the same turnaround stories and even the same stop stories. And it's not to say that we're not all individuals. Of course, we're all individuals. It's to say that 
it started to feel repetitive to me. And so I stopped doing it. So I think that's a good reason to know that you're done in the same sense. I'll just tell you about my divorce really quick. Like one of the ways I knew it was time for me to get a divorce was because normally I would think when you're in love with somebody, like you want to hear what they have to say. And like, you're really interested in them talking. And like every time my ex-husband would open his mouth, I would cringe. Like, please don't talk. Please don't talk. Just the sound of his own voice just gave me the willies. So when you know, you don't want to even hear that person talk, you know, it's time to go. That was a really big indicator for me. And I think that there's dislike, there's boredom, and then there's hatred. And any of those reasons are a good reason to stop doing a podcast. But the last two, boredom and hatred, life is way too short to hate anything that you're doing. And life's also way too short to be bored by anything that you're doing. If something is boring you, I mean, unless you have major obligation towards it, which in a lot of cases that's true, but it's never true with a podcast. You can always ditch out on a podcast if it's boring. And so that's my highest recommendation. If you're bored by it, you don't want to do something anymore. I've also not done shows for a lack of time reasons. Like if I just don't have time, but I normally figure that as I'm preparing for the show that I'm just not going to have time to record it on a regular basis. So there's been shows where I've recorded like five or six episodes. They've never come to pass just because I couldn't get my shit together to do either the show notes or the the marketing and stuff. And I just figured, well, I guess it's not a big enough priority because when it's a big enough priority, you do it. You just do it. And if you're not going to do it, then it's not a big enough priority. And then you shouldn't have this as your podcast, I don't think. So that's another indication. There was situ- I've been in situations where my co-host, as much as I love that person dearly, um, just kept wanting to talk about things that I didn't want to talk about. And it was a lot of political stuff. I don't like discussing political things. Um, it gets me all riled up. I get aggravated. I don't want to be aggravated. I don't want to yell and scream on a podcast. I don't want to constantly teach someone morals and values or feel like theirs is in complete difference to mine. And I think in some of those cases, my co-host was saying the opposite of me just so that I would be aggravated and have like a lively conversation. And I also feel that life is too short to be aggravated all, all the time. So let's recap. Life is too short to be bored, hateful, or aggravated. And I will stand by those statements. I also stopped doing a show because of several reasons. A, I didn't have time. And B, I was not feeling engaged in the topics anymore. And C, I couldn't get along with one of the co-hosts or D, I didn't feel like the show would ever launch or E, I didn't want to talk about the topic. I mean, a lot of it is me not wanting to talk about the topic anymore. So there's a little period of time there where I had two or three shows I was working on that were about all about podcasting. And I like talking about podcasting. I don't mind it. But I, you have to also realize that like as much as other people consider me to be a podcasting guru and and I do observe and read about and study our industry. I'm not particularly a podcasting expert. What I am is a marketing expert and a sales expert and an advertising expert. So talking about podcasting with other people than Elsie is, it can be difficult because I don't often care what other people are doing. I know that's terrible, but it's true. I only really want to discuss it with Elsie, see what she thinks and make fun of her. And then I want to be done. I don't necessarily want to keep talking about the industry over and over. So I'm, I don't mind guesting on other people's shows about it once in a while, but I don't think I can do a whole podcast about it. And so listen, if you're asking this question, how do I know when enough is enough? It's usually if you feel like enough is enough. If you feel like I'm just going to throw in the towel on this bad boy, then do it. There's always got to be something else to talk. You know, most podcasters have a couple ideas in their pocket that aren't getting done because they're doing what they're doing. 
and I have at least two or three in my pocket that I want to do. One of them is a book I wanted to write called 40 Under 40, which is the explanation of why I had 40 jobs in 40 years. I still would like to do that, even though a lot of them I can't remember. They'd be very short episodes because I would just tell you what parts I could remember about it. And it's either funny or it's not. But I want to do that one. I wouldn't mind doing one where I chronicle my daughter's addiction challenges and things like that. I'm not doing that for various reasons, but one of them was that I had too much stuff going on. I still have too much stuff going on. I just have less podcasts in that mix. So the question was, how do you know when you're done with a podcast? And there are some of you on here that I think could also jump in and tell me what they thought was a good indicator that they were done. For me, it was just not wanting to talk about the topic anymore or um, not having the time or a combination of both. And I think you can get sick of a topic. Podcasting is the kind of thing where if you don't love this topic, um, you, you're done. And so that's why, I don't know, like having a pop culture podcast is interesting because there's always something new and weird coming up. And so I think that would probably be safe because you're always talking about something different. Our industry is interesting because we're always talking about something different. And as Elsie and I age, we're going to talk about our challenges with podcasting, I think, more and our personal stuff, as well as like what we've been going through with the event and with each other. I don't think we've fully gotten into how our relationship has changed with planning the event and it's not over. So we probably won't do like a, what's that called when you're all done and you'd have like a meeting to do, not a breakdown, recap. Nope. It's that meeting after where you reflect and see what worked and what didn't. Bonnie, you got to know what I'm talking about. What is the name of that meeting? I can't think of it, but we haven't had one of those yet. And hopefully it won't be terrible when we do. This is the year for our event where I'm doing the event in spite of her um, hesitance. And I have no idea if that's going to, you know, if she's going to continue to the debrief. Good Lord. Thank you, Tina. Debriefing meeting. Thank you. I didn't, I don't know if it's going to be that way next year. I don't know if we're going to have her participatory, you know, I don't know how much she wants to participate next year and how much she doesn't or what kind of a priority it is. I know her life is, you know, she likes for things to be predictable, even in unpredictability. And so I don't want to add to that necessarily. And I don't think she wants to add to my, you know, having to do all the things and having to chase her. We talked about it a little bit yesterday because we were interviewed for the podcast business journal print story. So um, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we haven't debriefed since then even. So <laughs> I don't know. But I know that I'm not sick of talking about podcasting with her. And so that's why we keep doing the show. I've yet to be sick of talking to her about podcasting. I don't know if it's because she makes it interesting or because I make it interesting for her or if we just like each other or what. But I just love talking to her about stuff. Maybe it's our friendship. I don't know. But if any of you have ever stopped a podcast for one reason, I'd love for you to just comment in here whether I'm here or not and tell me about why you stopped or if you never started or anything like that. I have quite a few that I've done. Okay. Tracy says, I think I needed to hear this today. I keep blaming my lack of releases on my bandwidth, but hmm, maybe I'm done. Wow. I really need to think about this perspective. Okay. Well, let's think about, yeah. I mean, let's think about that for a second. And I don't know that you can't necessarily talk to me, but maybe we could talk through that for a minute. You know, in so many different ways, podcasting is like dating in so many different ways. I I compare it to dating all the time, which is hilarious because I haven't been on a date in 16 years, but maybe I'm pining. Who knows? Just kidding. I love my husband, but I think dating is fun. Anyway, I wonder if, is it that you don't want to upload any? Oh, lack of releases. I mean, or if you just don't want to create any, if you don't want to create any more shows, or if you 
are just done thinking of topics. I mean, Tracy, I don't know how long you've done your show, but I feel like everyone's entitled to just end it. Like Elsie did her yoga class for five years. She ended it. I ended Lady Business Radio after two years. I tried to make it into a solo show. I tried doing one show a week. I tried slowing it down. And it was just that I was bored with that conversation. I felt like the entrepreneurial world was covered by many, many other people besides me. And I was happy to be done with it. There you have it. Okay. Uh, Eileen says the chemistry between you two is magic. Thank you. Magnetic. Yes. I mean, we do have a good chemistry, so that's true. Jennifer says, I pod faded because other things took priority. That's a good reason. Tina says, I stopped because my co-host and I went in other directions and ended our friendship. Yeah. I mean, that happens too. I'm, I'm in the process, I think, of doing something like that. Not necessarily ending the friendship, but I'm going in different directions from um, all my co-hosts at once. And I think that's okay. You have a, somebody put a sad face. Was that you, Tina? No, it was Jen. You have a sad face though, but I mean, there's no use in keeping friends that don't serve you for whatever reason. It's not because you hate, hating them and ending a friendship are two different things. If you hate her or him, then I'm sorry, right there. But, you know, people aggravate you. And I think that, I mean, for me, I was saying earlier before you came on that I have a a co-host that likes to, you know, kind of aggravate me by talking about politics. And I don't want to talk about that because I don't like to be aggravated. It makes for good radio, but I don't care. I don't want to be aggravated all the time. So I'm sort of stepping back and letting other people take my place to some degree. And I think it's okay. Really, everything you're doing is okay. Can we just say that right now? Everyone who's on this call, everyone who listens later, whatever you decide to do with your podcast is okay. Whatever you decide to do with your website is okay. If you need to stop for a little while, if you want to come back, I mean, it doesn't matter how famous or infamous or not famous you are. Your, your audience understands people are people. I mean, if your level of hunger and desire for success and growth is coming to a small wither instead of a giant, you know, gush of wind, then, you know, float along in a littler boat for a little while. What is the big deal? Just because you're in podcasting doesn't necessarily mean you have to be so competitive with everyone else or even yourself. You can just stop. You can still be part of the community. There are people in the community. There's one guy that comes to PodFest. I've seen him there for six years. He still does not have a flipping show. <laughs> I forget his name. Mark. Uh, oh, Johansson. Mark Johansson. Every year. I just saw him at Podcast Movement. Still no show. No podcast. He's in audio. He's an audio dude. But no podcast. No one's judging you. Bonnie says dating is so much easier. All right. In a lot of ways, that's true. But some of us are more charming than others. Tracy says, I've done 100 episodes. Then I rebrand it. And I still can't seem to redirect my energy towards recording it or releasing The episodes I even have in the can. That's very interesting. So you don't even want to, you know, I always feel like (sighs) I've done that before. Okay. So I'll tell you a really quick story, Tracy. On a funny note, I hate dating and I've overstayed relationships because I didn't want to do one one to break up. Oh, dear. Is that what you're doing with your show right now? It might be. Well, let me tell you a story. I know I've told this story before. So pardon me if you've heard it before, Tracy. But after my very last full-time job, which of course I was fired from, I decided I was just going to forget trying to do contracts and stuff. And I was just going to go it alone for the rest of my life. And everything was going to be wonderful. And since I knew a lot about website design and social media design and social media management, I wanted to have, you know, I thought of this great concept for my brand called digital stew because it's not digital soup because a stew is heartier and it will keep you from being hungry longer. And I was going to be the head chef and my clients were the sous chef. And together we would cook up something magical 
for their marketing plan. And it was brilliant. It was brilliantly designed, if I do say so myself. It was brilliantly executed, if I do say so myself. But there's only one problem. I don't cook. I don't enjoy cooking. I don't want to talk about cooking. So, well, I had this brilliant idea about how I was going to go ahead and market my business. Like, I did not want to talk about my business. I did not want to market digital stew. I didn't want to talk about being a head chef. I didn't want to have anything to do with that. And so, yeah, if you don't have episodes that you're not releasing, somehow it's because they don't suit you. I don't know why. You probably know why. But those episodes are finished. The only reason you're not releasing them is because they don't represent you anymore for some reason. And that's fine. You are very well known in the industry for what you do. You may not have to have an active podcast for a little while. Or maybe you want to change topics. Or maybe you already have three topics in your head that you already know you want to talk about. Or maybe you want to co-host with someone that you enjoy speaking to instead of doing solo show or interview show. I don't know. But she's Julie says, tuning in now, I love the sound of Digital Stew. Me too. It was a great brand. I'm a genius. I'm a branding genius. I need my own parade, but I could not put it out into the public because I hate cooking and the, and it just didn't suit me. And actually the going back to marriage, he's a perfectly nice guy for someone, my first husband, but I didn't see myself a Jewish spoiled princess going and accompanying my husband to family weddings at fire halls. There's nothing wrong with fire hall weddings. I had never been to one before I met him, but that's fine. It's fine. But I just feel like a natural born hilly, hillbilly and a Jewish princess may not belong together. And so we got divorced. And, and in similar fashion, uh, you know, if something is not suiting you anymore, get rid of it. Julie says, I haven't heard what you've already covered. So I'm sorry if this duplicates something you've talked about, but I do have a question. In my last few months, my downloads have gone down by half. I'm not sure if this is a result of Apple categories, summer, or I'm losing people. Any insight? What would be your best tips for expanding listeners for Mother's Quest? First of all, Julie, it always goes down in the summer. You're correct about that. Because podcasting, I think, especially with moms, they get in the habit of listening while they're doing other things. And and summer vacation sort of blows their weekly schedule to shit. So you're definitely losing members because of that. I think for you... Rather than do Facebook and Instagram social paid advertising, I would try to get on others, other parenting shows. I think your key to having a bigger audience is showing up on other podcasts. And I think you should do a blitz. It was as easy as Jessica Rhodes posting there. Hey, anybody want to interview Jessica? And all of a sudden I had like 20 interviews. So I think that on Tuesday, which is today, by the way, you can offer yourself up as a guest covering motherhood and take a look at those uh, at that post. And in fact, take a look at some past posts and actually take a look at the Wednesday ones too. See if you can find the ones that are about parenting or motherhood. Just, you can even do like keyword search in the group for parenting and motherhood, find some shows and go on there because I think, and you know, and maybe wait till September while we're at it, because I think that you don't just want moms. You want moms that already listen. You want moms that know how to find your show. You want moms that are already passionate about the things that you're talking about. I think also going on maybe some nonprofit shows because I know you have a lot of altruistic and philanthropic campaigns and missions that you do. So maybe some nonprofit or entrepreneurial shows about how to give back. There's lots of places you could look for audience, but I don't know that I would do paid 
I just advised Heather earlier to do some paid advertising, but I don't know that it fits for you. Yeah, blitz. Summer is a possible cause. Yeah, I mean, you're not crazy about that. The only reason why Elsie and I have the opposite effect is podcast movement. If podcast movement was in any other time, we would have a summer spill. But because podcast movement's in the summer, we end up promoting it and then we end up having some lifts. But that's because it's about podcasting. It has nothing to do with like everybody else. Bonnie says people start podcasts without reflecting on how the podcast will drive or even fit into their BOA and or their life. Yes, that's true. You do start podcasting without realizing like, okay, how often am I going to do this? How often am I going to do that? Well, that's why, you know, honestly, like it's part of the reason why I designed the refine track in the conference because they're starting and then there's most people just do start, grow and monetize. And like, there's a really big, big, big hole between start and grow. Starting is your first show. Growing is after you're established and you have a process and you know how to do what you're doing and you're confident and you've got a groove and you've got system in between start and grow. There's pivoting, rebranding, uh, finding decent guests, learning how to interview better, learning how to use Facebook, learning how to use a scheduler. There's so many things in between start and grow. So yeah, I created a refine track just for that purpose. But even if you're not coming to the conference and you're in this process, just realize like it's normal for you to need to tweak. You may need to tweak how many you do a week or a month or tweak your brand or tweak your messaging or tweak your marketing or tweak your website. Although that's probably your last call because podcasters' websites are usually a dead zone, just saying. This has been a really good QA, I have to say, quite juicy. So Julie says, thank you so much. You're welcome, Julie. I love seeing your smiling face whenever I do a QA. So thank you. She says, it's always good to have confirmation about a direction. Eileen says, I agree. Any family-related podcast has a huge chance of slowing down in the summer. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel bad, Julie, that somehow I haven't gotten the message to all my parenting podcasts that the summer your shit is just going to go in the toilet because, oh, that sounded really gross. I didn't mean it like that. But just saying like their routine is wrecked and therefore they don't have time to listen. And in fact, maybe if it's half, maybe in the summer you should do half. Next summer, take a break, do half the amount and run reruns. Howard Stern gets a break. He has reruns all the time. Anytime there's a holiday, there's two weeks of reruns on that show. And I still listen. So, I mean, as long as you're putting something out consistently, you might be able to. And this goes for anybody that has a huge dip in the summer. You may be able to give yourself a break in the summer and have a little bit more vacation especially if you have a parenting or something like that. So Julie is asking Bonnie, any thoughts then about how I boost the amazing episodes I released? Uh, (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, I don't know if you're asking me or Bonnie, but Bonnie always has good ideas. As far as how I think you should boost the amazing episodes, I would starting September 1st, have an intro or, you know, before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that for those of you who are on summer, this, you know, vacation and you haven't had a chance to catch up. I've done a little, binge content, you know, bingeable, binge-worthy content for you. And we covered this, then we covered this, then we covered this, then we covered this. So go ahead. And if you need to stop this one, they don't go in order, but if you need to stop this episode, go back a few and see if there's any that speak to you. I'd love to hear your feedback on those and how your summer went and if you're tan and if you're not and everything else. And I think that would be a good idea, Julie, just to invite them to go backward for a month. All through September, every time you do a show, 
somewhere in there and say, by the way, for those of you who had a summer break and you're just back and your kids are in school and you're finally getting a groove, I just want you to know that I covered X, Y, and Z in the summertime when y'all were at the beach. So go back and look at it for a minute. (laughs) No guilt though. Jewish guilt, that's my thing. That's probably not your thing, Julie. Okay, Brody says, I'm wondering about advertising on Overcast to reach people who are already listening to podcast thoughts. I also just went to every other week and it feels amazing. Ah, okay. I'm not going to answer your question about Overcast because I've never tried Overcast, but I did use Spotify recently and I'm going to go look and see how it did right here on the call, even though it's 1230. I mean, it doesn't really answer specifically for Overcast. So I apologize for that. First of all, I can't tell if I got any ticket sales from it. That's probably not the case, but did the question is, did I like how many listens did I get? So I did a promo for the event that Elsie and I recorded and I uploaded it. First of all, I had to chop, 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 and he chopped it down. And then I uploaded it to Spotify. I wish I could show you, but I can't. It says Sheepy Audio Promotion Action. Okay. Ad served 13,973. Reach 6,892. And it stops. It ends today, actually. So when I click on the ad, you can do edit. You can do pause. That's all the information I get. I don't really... Wait, let me open it up and see if I get more information. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. I also learned that they were 100% female, which is what I asked for, that 38% were 25 to 34, 42% 25 to 44, 20% over 45. And then as far as genre, so so I also, I, I dictated genre. I, t- I told it that I only wanted it to be on podcasts. That's it. And also I dictated specific location, Lexington, Jacksonville, Louisville, Charlotte, Atlanta, Nashville. And so I told it just to do podcasts and just to do women. And I did tell it the age and it's showing me that it delivered what I wanted, which is great. I thought it was interesting which genres, but you know, there was a little bit of pop that it went on and a little bit of Christian and a little bit of gospel, which is fascinating. And then uh, most of it was what I asked for. I, What's tough about it, to be honest with you, Brody, is that I can't tell what it translated into. I mean, I'd have to look at my web traffic to even see if people went there during this last week. It, you know what? Let me just do that. Why not? Let's just go to She Podcast Live because I want to see, did this last week's traffic increase and if it was mostly mobile? Because if it was, then that is probably because of the ad I did. But, you know, not many podcasters or even advertisers would know how to find how to tell if it was successful. While that pulls up, let me just say, Julie, do a September solo cast with a recap reflections of my epic journey and remind people about the episodes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Brody says, I'm not attached to the platform, just not Facebook. Bonnie says, between starting and growing, your podcast is a huge cavernous canyon full of pod faders. Yes. Jess, please post a screenshot. If you can, I'd love to see the interface. I certainly will. Thank you so much for sharing your ad data. Love how you target it. Okay. Let me just look really quick at my web data and then I'll let you guys go so that we can see whether or not, because I only did it from the 21st to the 27th of October. So let me just pull up my, I really wish I could show my stats because it's like a huge spike. So like my average daily unique sessions was a hundred. And then in the last week it went to, it doubled. It went to like three 250, 300. Let's go last, yeah, last seven days. Yeah, there's a huge spike on the 22nd and 23rd, and then it dips really far down on the 25th, and now it came back a little bit yesterday, which might have meant that they spent most of the money in the middle of the week. And sometimes they do that where they do like a huge blast so that you can see that you've got some progress and then taper off once they've spent all the money. The only thing I can say is, I mean, if it's a neat enough idea where I did it, then I recommend it. But 
don't put too much money into it at first. Do $100 or a small amount and see. You're not going to know immediately like, oh my God, I have all the listeners. But you can look at your stats and know if your downloads went up. And if they went up a little, spend another $100 or make it $150. Then make it $200 or you know, go lower. Spend $20, then $50, then $70, whatever you need want to spend and just see what happens. But I do think it's a good idea. I would. I don't know that I would recommend Overcast. Like I said, only because I've never tried it. There's no reason not to. It's probably a good idea. I use Spotify because I use Spotify and I just wanted to see what would happen. But you know what? Maybe you and I or me, specifically Brody, I can upload it to Overcast and see if my how my ad does on Overcast. You know, in fact, Spotify is a much more broad audience, whereas Overcast, they may be more enthusiasts, podcast enthusiasts, because there's no music in there. And so maybe my ad would even do better in there. So you know what? I'm going to test it out and see how it works for myself. And then you can always check in with me in the group or in a couple of weeks, I'll come back in and, and I'll answer. And if I'm coherent in two weeks, <laughs> let me know because I'm going to be really crazy from now until the event. Okay. So if, if anyone has any other questions, let me know. Otherwise, I'm going to skadoodle. But I've loved talking to you guys today. It's been really fun. I want to, I want to make some, I'm going to make some screenshots so I can show you our traffic. It's not a lot. We don't get a lot of web traffic. You know, what am I going to do? Pay for web traffic? I mean, I guess I could certainly, but I don't. Maybe next year I will once we get a little more event money. All right. So I have the first capture. Those are my, that's my traffic insights. I'm going to go to Spotify. I'm going to grab my other insights because I love you guys, man. I got to do what you wanted me to do because I love you guys and shit. Okay, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Please reach out to me just at ShePodcast.com if you have any questions whatsoever. Bye, you guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye.